cut it all down, the most basic tenet of nice guy stuff is that to get what I want, I use a very ineffective giving strategy, right? So what I do is I make myself very available to people, accommodating to the point of sometimes of martyring myself or really like really to my own detriment, but it's like I'm very giving. Welcome to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. I am your host, James Marshall, and together with my world-class coaching team, we'll be discussing topics on natural style seduction, masculine, feminine, dynamic, lifestyle design, sexuality, personal change, and so much more. Stay tuned for today's episode. Little nice guy syndrome. First thing I want you to do is to assume that you've got it. Assume that you got the nice guy clap. You got the disease. Most guys I work with are nice guys on some level or another. Sometimes I get a guy who's a bit of a dick or who's like really doesn't give a shit about people or is a bit autistic or something and they're on they swing more on the like other side of like being too pushy or selfish. But most of my guys and all of the coaches originally are nice guys. I mean, lo- most of you would know what I'm talking about here, but this is I'm not talking about being kind or generous or pleasant to people or doing good things. I'm talking about the strategy to try and get what you want, which is the nice guy strategy, which is based around, and if you haven't read the book yet, must read, No More Mr. Nice Guy. It's it's a good overview of like the pathology. It's written for like kind of married men. So it's not, doesn't, it's, he doesn't know what he's talking about with seduction or with girls. But uh, in terms of like the, how does this mechanism work of, of being a nice guy? It's a good book. If we c- cut it all down, the most basic tenant of nice guy stuff is that to get what I want, I use a very ineffective giving strategy, right? So what I do is I make myself very available to people, accommodating to the point of sometimes of martyring myself or really like really to my own detriment. But it's like I'm very giving. I help all the time. I lend money. I drive people places. I listen to you know female friends whinge about guys all the time. You know if anyone like I staff and it goes into your work. I staff to work. You know any any person comes by and drops an extra thing and says, "Can you deal with that?" I said, "Yes, yes, of course." Right, so it's it's this accommodating people and people pleasing behaviors because you don't feel like you have enough self worth to just present yourself. That's the core of the nice guy issue. Is that I feel like, and maybe I'm not conscious of this, but I feel like me me by myself is not enough for this person or these people or this thing, this scene, and I need to compensate for my personal lack by doing all this extra stuff for the people, right? And then then hopefully they will value me. They value me because of what I can do for them and as opposed to the person that I actually am. That tends to be like the underlying wound and that's something that may need to be looked at through therapy or, I mean, it has to be looked at by building your self-esteem, whether that's through therapy or through exposure to the larger world or by building your character or testing yourself or whatever. Okay, it has to be. But this is this is extremely common for guys that come to me is that they do it in small and large ways. There's always a smile on their face. It's always the answer is always yes. And when they are, have an issue with something, they don't say it, right? Anyone seen Peep Show? Mark Corrigan is the the ultimate nice guy because he's actually a horrible human being, right? He's not a nice person at all. And that's the, the comedy of it is that he's actually a twisted and ugly kind of human being, but he's always the nice guy. He's always doing everything for people. And then what happens? Eventually, or every episode, he fucking snaps and screams and the truth comes out. Now, watch Peep Show for everything that you could possibly do wrong in life and with girls ever. That's why it's so brilliant. Because they fuck it up every time so beautifully. It's just you like do the opposite of what they're doing and then you'll have a good life. So yeah, the nice guy tends to hold things in, not voice his concerns, be walked on, and then it comes out in weird ways, right? Then it comes out in a, in a burst, an outburst, anger, in passive aggressiveness, right? In sarcastic comments. That's very common. And those are never received well. 
right? So it's, let's just say you live with a housemate and every day you do the dishes and he makes, the, he makes a mess and then you do the dishes. Every day that happens, right? And you smile, you nod and whatever. And then one day he puts the dishes down and you say, oh, oh you're leaving a dish here today. Oh, that's, that's new. And the guys are like, oh, yeah. Right, because my passive aggressive sarcasm, which wasn't very good, it's like, oh well, did you know that you do that every day? And you should, do, you know, and that, that's not received. The person just goes, okay, whatever, dude, I'm just going to keep doing my thing. Right? There's we we need to in that situation there needs to be a real confrontation. We're going to talk about confrontation the right way in another another week, but this is something we must learn to do. So this week, what I want you to do is watch yourself from an objective perspective, looking for nice guy behaviors. Don't try and change them so much right now. Don't be frustrated at yourself. Just see where you have them. Where are you people-pleasing? Where are you using covert contracts, which is where you give apparently free, but you really want something in return, right? So it's like the, the you know, the, that's the classic thing of the friend-zoned guy who's doing the stuff for the girl, driving her places and listening to a whinge about Chad, whatever, giving, 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 but it's not free. It's not because he's a nice guy and he's a friend. It's because this is the only way he knows to get what he wants. He's hoping that he's accruing credits and at some point she's going to go, oh, Oh, just realized you just clocked in 25 sex credits from being a, such a nice guy. Well, allow me to just go and douche my asshole so you can read it. Well done. A little extra stamp on your card. Right, we've all been guilty of that. I, I remember doing that back in the day. But have a look at that and write this down in your journal. What is my strategy for getting what I want? Write it down and start to answer that question to yourself. How do I get what I want? Because you do. I mean, you get some of it, right? You get fed and you get a house and you get some, whatever it is that you managed to get out of the world and people. What strategies are you using to do that? And where are the nice guy ones where you're trying to coerce people into doing things or not, or not ever coming out straight and saying, I need this, do this for me, don't do this, you know, setting boundaries or making requests and so on. So in that way, you can start to chart where are your nice guy behaviors and we can start to, again, it's like first we have to be aware of it, then you're in unconscious, in conscious incompetence, and then we can start to move into conscious competence. Another thing a nice guy does is he spends too much expensive currencies without getting much in return. Remember, the godfather spends a lot of cheap currencies to give away for him, right? So for me, cheap currencies are smiles and waves. A bit of advice about pickup, cheap for me to give away, cooking for somebody like this, giving them an orgasm, lots of, lots of things I can do easily and they're valuable to the other person. So if I'm, I will give away a bunch of stuff. I mean, the whole basis of the teen on business model is that, right? I give away 150 something videos a year of high quality information that's worth something and I throw it out onto the internet for free, right? I give stuff that's easy for me to give away. I can keep talking until I die, apparently. It's easy to give away. It's valuable to other people. And then if they then return by coming and buying my stuff, then it's a massive return on the input that I put out. Okay, the fact that nine out of 10 guys don't buy something is fine because they I can fling those coins all day. It doesn't cost me anything. Nice guys have the habit of spending stuff that's expensive, lots of their time, their money, their emotional energy, their location, you know, people stay in cities for years because their parents wanted to them too, or because, uh, you know, com- totally compromising their life for their girlfriend's dreams, or you know, being on the beck at the beck and call of somebody whenever they need whatever, right? So nice guy spends a lot, doesn't get what he wants to return, and feels like he's getting ripped off a lot. Okay, so have a look at yourself from an object- objective position this week, and you can you can put it up in the group. You're like, okay, identified these four nice guy things that I do. Cool. Name them, put them out there. You can start to see how they're affecting your life and what, how you're not getting what you want out of life because of that, or not getting enough. And then hopefully we can start making some changes. There is a philosophical shift too in the nice guy. The, it's a major one, right? Which is the difference between believing that it makes you a good person to actually understanding it's just a behavioral strategy. 
Because when you believe that this, this is me, I'm a nice, good person, it's really hard to change that behavior because you'll think that if I change the behavior, I'm no, no longer a good person. I'd say I'm a much better person than I was when I was a nice guy because I'm way more blunt, honest. Sometimes I'm a bit ruder. Sometimes people get a bit more shocked by what I say. Sometimes people are disappointed because they didn't get what they wanted out of me because I said, ah, oh, no, I'm not doing that. Or yes, I, I want to fuck that other girl, <laughs> whatever it is. Sure, I, I create a bit more friction. Good. And then people leave my life that may have hung around if I was really pleasant. But the people that stay are the people that know me and respect me and love me. If you're enjoying today's episode and you'd like to find out more about the services and information that the Natural Lifestyles provide, then check out our show notes where you'll see links to all of our other resources, including our YouTube channel, TikTok, and most importantly, our workshop schedule. TNL team is constantly on the road, traveling the planet and teaching the world's most high-end, bespoke and personalized coaching workshops for men, teaching you how to date women in everyday situations without the use of cheesy lines or those goddamn apps. Check it out. And now back to the episode. That's an interesting paradox with directness, right? So direct, as I've said many a time, is not a line or an opener or a thing you say. It's a way of life. It's a philosophy where, where I'm trying to be clear. I'm trying to be, be transparent. I'm trying to get my needs met in a clean and obvious way as opposed to an underhanded, covert contract, nice guy kind of way. And it doesn't always match up, right? So you're trying to do direct things and then internally you have this feeling of like, eh, okay, I'm, I, I don't know if I am that guy. I'm not always that baller beast that's just like, okay, I know what I want and I go for it. There is a bit of that fake it till you make it, which is kind of what you're going with. And you'll embody it at some points and at other points you'll feel like, you're a bit of a fraud. And women will notice both those things, right? So, you may have situations where you you go all in and you're like, okay, I'm this super dom and I know exactly what I want, who I am. And then you meet the girl and she's looking and going, hmm, I'm not sure if I buy it, which is fine too, right? It's the, the, That's a big part of how you learn. There's no way to stay in isolation and prepare yourself endlessly for the perfect battle. You have to go out there and enter the fray, make mistakes, get smashed around in terms of your ego and your identity and and uh, feeling like a fool and all those kinds of things. And then over time, you do step into that embodiment of directness, that, that embodiment of dominance, that embodiment of grounded yet flexible masculinity. And it's a process and it doesn't take eight weeks, right? It's a lifetime process. I know I can 100% back up any claims I have about being a dominant male, particularly in the bedroom, because I've been working on that dominance, uh, like the technical aspects of it through through BDSM and um, increasing my sexual skill set and coming more and more into my power as I've matured into the, the person that I am now and I'm not finished, but I know I can back that up. Whereas back in the day, I don't know, some years, many years ago, sure, I would, I would be in those situations where the girl's like, oh, he's that guy. And then I'm like, oh, not really, or I can't get it up, or how do I tie this knot? Or am I, am I allowed to spank you? Right, and then okay, sometimes the girl will be like, oh, "This is not what I bought. I didn't. This is not exactly the thing that I thought I was signing up for." So, have patience. You, you guys are on the right, right track. Vasily says, "Can you make a short speech? How you efficiently recover from being morally wounded?" Uh, I'm not sure if that translates so well when you say morally wounded, mortally wounded. What exactly do you mean by morally wounded? That's I've never heard that phrasing before. Doesn't it feel like an eternal battle yet? It is. It's a fantasy to think that you're going to reach some point where it's just the like, oh, I am done. You are never done. And we're never truly satisfied. And, and that projection that we have of ourselves, all of us have it in our mind of like our perfected self. It's a good thing to aim for, right? We're, we're aiming for, and perfection is like, what does that mean? Like perfection only really exists mathematically, really. 
we are completely imperfect human beings. We're not even evolved correctly. Our knees are not exactly the way that they should be. We have ex- what is it? Which one do we have? Appendix. Thank you. You know, it's like we are not perfect creatures and we never will be. So you can fuck that off as an idea. It's it's kind of liberating. And I, I gave that up, gave up on the idea of being perfect a long time ago. And it is it's a, it's a really the journey is coming to acceptance and self love of yourself as a perfectly imperfect, wonderful and flawed creature. And we actually need the appendix. Okay. All right. Well, I'm not a doctor, obviously, but you know what I mean, right? This is not the, this is not the end point of evolution, is it? Right? That we didn't just stop at whatever two hundred thousand years ago, and evolution's like, cool, perfect machine done. The only perfect machines that really exist is like cockroaches and crocodiles and snakes. Those motherfuckers have been around trilobites. Uh, no, trilobites have gone out. Yeah. You know, those things have been around for millions of years, and nature's like, done. That shit works. And we continue on our personal evolutionary path throughout our life, and like I, you know, I used to be an extremely hardcore Buddhist and I was really gunning for enlightenment because that was my perception was when I reach this breakthrough that I will be perfect and I'll never have my doubts and worries and self-loathing and any of the internal issues anymore. I'll just be at peace all the time. I mean, maybe that's possible, but for me, I came to an acceptance of like, okay, I won't reach that point, but I'll be working towards that and then that will lead me in better places than if I'm I know, working towards being uh, fucked up. Thank you for listening to the Natural Lifestyles podcast. If you enjoyed our content and you'd like some more, then you can check out our YouTube channel, which is just The Natural Lifestyles. And if you want to find out about our live coaching and online coaching services, including our incredible live dating workshops, sexuality workshops, then you should check out our website, thenaturallifestyles.com. Thanks once again, and we'll see you in the next episode. Peace.